You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, he'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. I can't believe we're back and uh, take it away, Here we go. Welcome, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. It's another beautiful day. You know my policy, any day you wake up is... A beautiful day. A beautiful day, right. Green side up. Green side up. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Anyways, we have a great show again lined up for you today. Terry Lops is going to join us from the Collector Car Auction, which is coming up on the 12th weekend. uh, weekend, Next weekend. Next weekend. The 14th. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, some special buses uh, autographing and uh, other memorabilia, which they do, this is a real annual affair. And in the, in the what do you call it, the auto collecting industry? Yes. This is where you either sell off what you built all summer, or you buy a project that you're going to work on all winter. Yeah, they got some neat cars. I've seen the list, and you know, a lot of people think that front wheel drive is something that, you know, only came out in the '80s or '90s. Yeah. But, but hey, wait, we'll speak to Terry. He's going to tell you one that's way older than that. And- we're going to be talking with Darren Bossens. Bossens. Darren is from Salem Tire, and he's an author, a published author. He is? Yeah, the local trade magazine. I, that <laughs> would count. Anyways, we're going to talk about tires and, and things like that for electric vehicles, how the tire industry is changing to keep up with the electric technology, and we'll do more of that. Plus, remember, we have a contest next week giving away four tickets for the Argos at the stadium, and after that, we're going to be giving away four tires from Salem, the Senate Tires for your light car or truck. So you, we'll be right back. Yes, you, you told me you were a, a published author. Didn't you sign your report cards that yes, you, be, without showing them to your parents? I, I, you did that too? <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with more merriment right after these breaks. You know what? We're back. It's we Dave's are back. Corner Garage. Right. The garage door is wide open and we're ready for your calls. We already have a couple calls lined up on the phone, but if you want to try and get in, please call. Uh, by the way, our website is davescornergarage.com. All redone, all new, all fanciful. Exactly, uh, and that's where you go if you want to win a contest. Exactly, you can enter there. All the contest details are on our website. Terry Lobson is on the phone. Terry is with the Collector Car Auction. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Great. You know my policy. If you're on the phone, you're waking up. <laughs> so I've got a list of stuff that you guys are going to be auctioning off. First off, I have oh, to congratulate you because every auction is different. Every auction has got more stuff that I can shake a stick at. 
Yeah, life is it's like a box of chocolates, like yep. Forrest Gump said. Every every box is different. Changes every time. So let's start with this yep. 1948 flexible clipper motor coach. Oh yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, got an interesting story. It was kind of like a supermodel. It was in the movie uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, and then it was used for a promotional tour, actually up in uh, Perry Sound at the uh, Bud for Budweiser for the Bud Camp. Mm-hmm. And then it went on to uh, be an ambassador for the George Dickel uh, Whiskey Company down in Tennessee. And so for the first time, it's coming to auction here. So it's, it's got an interesting story. They were really uh, iconic uh, motor coaches back in the day. You can see them in the old movies. Uh, yeah, North by um, Northwest when he gets off the bus. North by Northwest. That's yeah, a I think flexible flyer, uh, yeah. Key Largo, Vertigo. Yep. Uh, the wild one, I think, is there. And then and it was a favorite of musicians, too. B.B. King had Vaughn, Otis Redding. Uh, you remember Bob Wills and the play, Texas Playboys? Jim Reeves, they all had the clipper because it was really Art Deco streamlined. It was really a, a it's beautiful It's a gorgeous machine. I like machine, It's rounded yeah. in the back, uh, yeah. chrome, chrome along the sides. And mm-hmm. I'm amazed how well these buses actually stand up. I mean, they've, they've basically been reconditioned and put back on the... Oh, in, yeah. Right, so... Yeah, some of them were uh, built as... Uh, they had them customized back in the day, moves and movie stars, and then there's a few of them that they hand-build as motor coaches, as, like, personal homes, instead of having all the seats in them. So, yep. so they were really ahead of their time. Exactly. And flexible is... The spelling of it is kind of weird because they dropped the first E in the name so that they could trademark the word flexible. They started out as... Um, making motorcycle sidecars and they they came up with this universal joint so that when you tip your bike tip you your wheel oh, yeah. tip at the bike so that's where they started and they built funeral cars and ambulances and beautiful machine. got into buses beautiful. now terry for people who haven't been out to the auction before you these vehicles all are, are all accessible eh? like you can see all these vehicles prior to them yeah. going on the block yeah, right that's, that's the great thing yeah it's kind of like on like a car show everything's roped off so you can come in and inspect them and check them out i mean and with all due respect, of course, but you can. Uh, a lot of times, the hoods are up, so you can in, in the trunks. And a lot of times, too, the owners are there, so you can talk to them about it. And they'll have paperwork sometimes on the dashboard of you know what kind of work was done on it and a little history about it. So it's really a great uh, opportunity to see these cars up close. Um, like I say, not like a museum or a car show or things uh, off limits. So you got to be careful with them as well and yeah. watch the. I'm not going to read off some of the cars that you've, you've sort of picked out. A Plymouth Model Q sedan. Like what's the importance yeah. of that one? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because um, in 1928, this was the first Plymouth, and one of the very first Plymouths off the line built in Windsor mm-hmm. uh, at the old Maxwell Chalmers plant. Yes. It was on uh, Tecumseh and McDougall, I think it's shopping mall now. But anyway, they, the same day that was introduced in New York City on uh, July 1928, uh, the Madison Square Gardens, they drove it on stage by um, Amelia Earhart, drove it on stage with Walter P. Chrysler to introduce it to the public. And on that same very day over in Missouri, there's an, uh, an inventor called Otto um, Wetter was his name. He introduced the world to sliced bread wow. on the same day. So there you go. You know, I'll tell you another story. At, at that time, the, the farmers used twine for their uh, That's right. wheat. Yes. 
So it was yeah. called Plymouth Twine, and because it was yeah. a very popular name, it would be like the space shuttle or something. So yeah. they they named it because that word Plymouth was already in the vocabulary. Yeah. So was that twenty? Yeah, that so that yeah. that twenty eight Plymouth was uh, better than uh, sliced bread. Yeah, and the yeah. binders twine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty seven yeah. court stand front wheel, uh, court eight twelve sedan is that's a front wheel drive car. Front wheel drive, I understand. Yeah, first eh? one, yeah. Was yeah, Cord was very innovative. That and. Yeah. and uh, Gordon Burig designed that because he did uh, a lot of really cool stuff. The Stutz, the Le Mans, the Blackhawk Racer, and the Duesenberg, and the Boat Tail Speedster. Yes. And so that, yeah, the retractable headlights. Uh, Today and, would be like uh, a Corvette, uh, you yeah, know, full blown yeah, Corvette. Yeah, they call it a coffin, though, just because of the shape of the dome. But it was just really sat really low, and, and uh, they were able to, you know, yep. get rid of the running boards because. Because of the front wheel drive, but it was kind of the first. They they had an, they had an L twenty nine, which is another uh, the high end cord that they built. But it was the first real successful front wheel drive. Now it actually car. failed with the company. The company really suffered in the depression. Uh, it failed yeah. Yeah. and uh, it made it back. Somebody bought all the molds. They called it a Hollywood Graham. Yeah, and, and yeah. they produced the Hollywood Graham, which was basically a cord body with a regular drive line. Jerry, if you yeah. had to guess, what uh, what kind of money you think this cord's going to go for? Uh, geez, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I probably uh, think it's got to be up in the six figures anyway. It's, oh, wow. It's wow. Certainly yeah, is, a million uh, dollar car, yeah. Now, is it a runner? Well, pardon me? Does it run? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it came from the uh, Auburn Cord Museum, so. Okay. But, oh, uh, I know this car. Yeah. This is a great yeah. car. This probably will be close to, to maybe seven figures. Yeah, it could be. It yeah. certainly is a, a rare car and, and a great yeah. example of uh, you know the engineering back in that day. It was uh, it was quite ahead of its time. So, so. we're going to give away tickets to uh, the show. Uh, we're okay. going to callers will come in and give us their names and their phone numbers, and we'll send it to the will call desk, and they yeah, can pick up great. the tickets. And there's other stuff like memorabilia. There's autographs. There's a whole flea market there. Oh yeah, you can spend the whole weekend lots. there. Yeah, yeah, we're foreign lots of memorabilia, and all the memorabilia is at no reserve. So there's some celebrity autograph stuff in there from uh, the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, uh, all these uh, okay. NHL hockey stars. At the airport, uh, International Center, October yes. the... 13th to the 15th. All right, say goodbye, Al. Super. Take care, Terry. Terry, thanks for okay. joining us. We'll see you out at the show. All right, will do. Thanks, guys. Okay, right, we'll bye-bye. be the guys wearing a smile and nothing else. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Back with your calls and way more after this break. Alrighty, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, you can reach us at davescornergarage.com. While they're available on the phone, you can enter the contest for a set of tickets for the Argo Knots. And four tires. Yeah. Four sailing tires. By the way, these tickets are worth $1,000. They're four tickets, $250 apiece. They're on the 50-yard line. Include a hamburger? Okay. I, you know what? If, if, if it's, Hot dog. Would it be like 50 metric line? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to uh, Peter. He's calling in from Southampton. Uh, Peter, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Where's Southampton? Uh, it's on Lake Huron, about uh, uh, 30-some kilometers south of uh, Owen Sound. Wow, God's country. There's one in England, too, but he doesn't have the accent to go with it. So uh... Wasn't that that movie Titanic, you know, where they thank God for Southampton? <laughs> Anyways, do you have a question about insurance? Yes, um, you had an uh, insurance uh, specialist on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Freddie DeFrancesco. Um, I um, have a, had a 2002 uh, K 
Camry XLE, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was in excellent shape. In fact, I was thinking about buying a new car, and I trading it in, and it was some places they offered me five for it, and which was five k. Five thousand. Yeah, five yeah, k. Okay. For a two for a a fifteen year old Camry. Yeah, must be yeah. a shame. So it had low mileage, and you're saying it was worth. Yeah, it was just over two hundred thousand clicks okay. on it. Yes. And uh, anyway, I got into an accident, and uh, the uh, damage was less than three thousand dollars. So I went to my insurance, and uh, I put in a claim. Well, um, make a long story short, they wouldn't uh, fix it. No, they wanted to write it off. They wanted to write it off. Now, the insurance company sort of has you between a place and a a hard place, a rock and a hard place. Because if you put in the claim, that's it. They said they write it off. You can't do anything about it. Although they give you money for it. Yes. Okay. Well, that that part was okay. But... um, what what they should do is they should be able to give you the option of fixing it yourself or okay i don't uh, know if they've changed the rules because generally speaking you, you could can, do that you could do that yes they would discount if if you wanted to say the accident damage was $3000 they would give you the value of the accident minus a discount all right it's an arbitrary discount i think it's 15 or 20% yeah okay so you have the cash you have your own car you could fix it yourself because, in reality, is a price for the insurance and a price for you. So, what did you do with it, Peter? Well, I had no choice because once I put in the claim, mm-hmm. that was it. They uh, they went ahead. They uh, they, they were... wouldn't. Uh, I couldn't uh, buy it back off them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, um, what did they give you? Uh, well, they gave me a pretty good, uh, a okay. reasonable. Uh, now, there's a, there's another reason for that too. One, we're dealing with a vehicle that's 15 years old. Yes. All right? They don't fix as easily as a car that's two years old. And what yeah. happens is... Well, the... I understand that they're, you know, they're in the insurance business, not fixing cars. No, well, being in the insurance business, they're also in the liability business. Exactly. Yeah. They want to protect their butt. Um, yeah. Because let's say there was something underlying that they didn't see, and they've decided yeah. that, you know, they would spend three grand to fix your car and then find out... You know, perhaps that the the air conditioner got damaged. They didn't know. Well, that's another two thousand dollars to get fixed very easily. So it's going to push it way over budget. So that yeah. this is why um, they want to get rid of it because it, it is old and uh, other things could have happened. You know, let's say two days later, all of a sudden the brake line rusts through and then and you you know you lose control of the car. Uh, they're going to have to pay out more money. So it's way easier and better for them just to. Let's get rid of the car and end yep. the problems. Get rid of the problem and move on. And hopefully on. you'll buy a new one and you'll reassure, and reinsure with them. You have to understand that's not a large amount of money for the insurance to deal with, so they deal with it rather quickly. Yes, but the only thing is um, I, I think the there should be an option there where you can either put in the claim or fix it yourself. Okay, that is a discussion you have to have with your broker. You can talk, you say to him, look, this is off the record. I don't want to make a claim. I want to ask you a question. Yeah, and, well, that's that's something I didn't know before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, so, that was... Uh, and the other thing is... Uh, when you hear uh, that music, it means we've got to go, so be quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, All right, Peter, thank yourself for calling in. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. And uh, hopefully you don't run into that again. No, really, communications with your broker is so important. Well, exactly. They're supposed to be working for you, correct? Yeah. yeah. So you can call up anytime and have a discussion. So putting a claim in here, not only did it hurt the fact that he wrote the car off, 
he now has a claim on this policy and his rates will go up. Ooh. So insurance is basically a partnership between you and them. The less they know, the better you are. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a line open. You're welcome to give us a call yeah. right now. We'll be right back. Alrighty, it's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're coming to you live. I hear you see you're breathing heavy. Live is a relative term, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are. Yeah. All right, breathing heavy. We got uh, John on the phone who's got an oxygen sensor question. John, what can we do for you? Yeah, just uh, a week or so ago, I had the oil changed, and the engine light, you know, the yellow light never came on before, but now it's on, it comes on, and then occasionally it goes off, but... What can be done about it? I believe there's four oxygen sensors in Ooh, this car, okay. but I'm not sure. What, what kind of question? How, how do you know it's the oxygen sensor to begin with? Well, that's what the, the guy told me, the mechanic. Ah, uh, it's like talking to my wife. She misses the first part of the story. I don't get it. <laughs> All right, so you took it in, you got it scanned, and they told well, you it's an oxygen sensor. Yeah. Uh, they told you which one it was? No. Okay. Well, what kind of car is this? It's a Ford 2010 Ford Taurus. Okay. That's great. And you're running regular gas or super? Yep. Okay. Here's one trick you can try before spending any money is load it up with super shell. Okay. All right. Shell gasoline does not have any alcohol in it. All right. Now there's ethanol. Um, run, a couple, run a couple of tanks full of, of super shell in. Yeah. See if it doesn't clean out that exhaust system and see if the light doesn't wink out. Okay. All right. Okay, uh, thanks, guys. Oxygen sensors are an important part of the emission system. They really do have to work because they check how much oxygen is in the exhaust and adjust the injectors to make sure that we're trying to get stoometric efficiency. Alan, what's stoometric efficiency? Uh, 14.7? 14.7. Hey, you got me, you know. <laughs> glad, glad I remember. Well, we should explain that. Um, the optimum... Air fuel mixture is 14.7. That's what we try and get. That's the best running vehicle and the cleanest running vehicle. And that is controlled by the oxygen sensors, part of the system. So if they don't work, you don't work. You're spending more money on gas. Exactly. A lot of times people will just ignore the check engine light. But sometimes it's very important when it comes to uh, the price of gas. Yeah, exactly. So we have Darren on the phone who is a published author. A published author. I say. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? Easy, easy on that <laughs> designation. So you were just back from China? Yep, a couple of weeks ago, just got yeah. back, uh, took a bunch of dealers over for a factory tour, and uh, it's always a good time because uh, we do a little bit of sightseeing as well. Not just it's not all work, but uh, everybody had a good time, and uh, we're all glad to be back, though. You know, there we're talking this morning about electric cars coming into the market. I was checking some facts: over three hundred thousand electric cars are running around in North America now already. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, but you're not talking about autonomous cars, are you? No, electric cars. Electric cars, yeah. 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 So the tire industry reacts to this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, when you have electric cars, a whole different set of circumstances are, are in play. So obviously, uh, the first thing, without an engine uh, making noise, now the tires are typically, or the road noise is going to be uh, more intrusive in the cabin, et cetera. So um, you want uh, very quiet tires. That's, that's uh, paramount. And then with respect to battery life, you want uh, low rolling resistance because uh, the more resistance you have, the faster the battery will drain, mm-hmm. um, as well as um, a larger tire. Like they, they call them tall, narrow tires. 
so you end up getting a little bit of aerodynamics and a lighter weight tire. So obviously wheel end lightness will translate into longer battery life as well. But so, at the same time, you know, batteries weigh a lot, right? So they're going to have to have a, a good carrying capacity as well. Exactly, and that's kind of the balance that has to be uh, kept. Because you look at the, you know, for instance, the 205-55-16 is, you know, a very common size today. Mm-hmm. The equivalent size would be a 195-50-20. So, as you can see, it's a lot, you know, a little bit more narrow. Um, same sidewall, but much larger rim. So, you end up uh, uh, with a, essentially, potentially a smaller volume of air, which means you have to increase the pressure because um, at the end of the day, the pressure is what carries the weight. I don't know if it's maybe because I'm just an old guy, but I don't like those narrow tires. Uh, you well, know, they don't they don't ride comfortable. No, no, and that and that's typical. Um, but they do. There's some compounding differ, um, differences as well. So um, the sidewall is going to be a, a little, you know, a little bit softer, etc. Mm-hmm. It can it can handle the deflection. Um, so there there are going to be some changes. I I. Personally, I don't really like the looks of them because I'm, um, you know, I'm probably more like you. I'm more into the wider tires, mm-hmm. you know, like nice wide tires, small little profiled uh, sidewall, not too small, but small enough that it uh, looks good. Um, I don't really like the looks of these narrow, tall tires, but uh, that's the wave of the future if we're going electric, which seems to be the case. Darren, is this something that is that is set in stone, or is, or is this uh, a tire that's going to be evolving throughout the years as, as these cars become lighter? Apparently, batteries weigh almost a ton, and now they're thinking about you know making lighter batteries. So does this sort of evolve? Yeah, well, like everything, it'll evolve, but uh, they are... They are available now, like certain manufacturers are making now for, for some of these electric cars. Okay. Um, I know the Tesla, which is kind of your uh, outlier in the sense that it's a full sedan. So, you know, typically the electric cars, you know, are a little bit smaller vehicles. Uh, the S model is, is a larger vehicle. So I know that they they partnered up with a couple of the, the majors to, to get tires to produce, you know, produced for that type of vehicle with, like you say, the weight, et cetera, as well as the performance of that vehicle. Well, I guess, too, you know, eventually when we go to autonomous vehicles, um, you know, then you're not driving it. So, you know, to, to think about, you know, what a car, a tire is going to feel like from a driver's perspective, that's going to be right out the window. I mean, it's not even going to be, you know, something that this, to talk about. No, no, because we get all our feedback from the steering wheel mm-hmm. uh, with respect to what the, what's, you know, what's on the road, the tires. So that's all going to be looked after by a computer. So it's going to be a whole different ball. Right, because uh, le- with respect to those. Right, a level five autonomous car has no controls. It has no steering wheel. Oh. No, no, that's beyond my comprehension at this yeah. point. Weird stuff. So and it's easy. It's just like driving in a cab. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, I think that the trust has to be built first. <laughs> so uh, people don't realize that Germany has has outlawed the sale of gasoline powered cars in 2025, which yep. is only seven years away. Yep. France has said 2040, no more electric car, no more gasoline powered cars to be yep. sold there. So it's not that far off that we're going to be dealing with this. No, and um, my only concern with those uh, dates is. As you know, the infrastructure is not there yet. No. So is it going to be there in five years? Uh, I don't know. Listen, we want you to hang on just for a sec. We've got yeah. some other questions we wanted to talk to you about. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. If you've got a question about your car and you want to talk to a tire expert, we have Darren on the phone or any other question. Or a mechanical expert like myself, Alan from Glen Ellen Motors. Uh, and, you're, and you, Davey. How many years you got experience? I, re- I forgot. 
<laughs> I think you get to a certain age you don't remember anymore. After the break, I'm going to ask you how to spell stoichiometric, okay? Stoichiometric, right. <laughs> this is Dave's Gardner Garage. We're still got gas, but we got to go for a refill. We'll be right back. All righty. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, I was just informed we have a couple of set of floor mats from Crown left over. We do. So with the next couple of callers, if you're calling in, we're going to give you a set of Crown floor mats, and you can pick those up from Allen. Exactly. Up at Glen Elmo or 65 Brisbane Road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where if you want to call me and come early, we'll do an all change. Well, at your expense. But, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, but you get a free set of floor mats. These are nice mats, too. They're worth about 100 bucks. Exactly. Perfect winter mats. Yep. Nice and thick. They channel all the water and salt. Darren, tell me what an HLT tire is. Uh, an HLT is a, a Terramax HLT, the new sailing uh, light truck and SUV tire. Yes, what is that? Um, so basically it's uh, for a light truck and SUV. It uh, comes in uh, 37 sizes, ranging from 15 inch to 20 inch. Um, and it's got an 80,000-kilometer or 60-month uh, tread warranty on it. Now, this is for commercials um, and for uh, construction equipment and that sort of stuff? No, no. it's um, It comes uh, in your P-rated sizes as well oh, as your okay. LT. So uh, it can be used commercially, like obviously the LT, the 10-ply uh, tires will be used for commercial, and then the P-rated will be for passengers. We should explain. Uh, LT is light truck and P is... Passenger. Passenger, passenger car. So the difference being the softer passenger tire? Uh, well, yeah, P-metric or passenger tires are typically, uh, they, they have less ply ratings. Um, you're not carrying as much weight. When you get up into the diesel, like the 2,500, 3,500 uh, yeah. and beyond type vehicles, you need the, the tent ply. Now, people don't realize that tires have limits on weight. And that's, that's that's printed on the sidewall of the tire. The sidewall of the tire is a really interesting read. I mean, there's a lot of information there. So. Absolutely. You have to basically take the weight the tire can carry plus the weight of the car and sort of calculate what the tire can hold. Correct. And then uh, pressure is also a factor. So as we've said in the past, you never go on the pressure based on the sidewall of the tire. That's max pressure for the tire. You go on the uh, placard or in your your manual for for the pressure because that pressure is calculated based on um, the weight of that weight of that specific vehicle. Exactly. If your car is going to perform properly, you know, the engineers that designed that car have figured out which pressures are best. And in fact, a lot of people are not aware of it, but some vehicles have different pound, different uh, ratings front and back. Yeah. Smarty cars got uh, 10 pounds less in the front. Yeah. Because the motor is in the back. Yeah. We used, I remember when I worked for Volkswagen, people would come in complaining, my car is always all over the highway. I can't control (laughs) it. Well, because they had 30 pounds in the front where it should only have had about 20. So right. it made a big difference in how the car drove. So yeah, actually, your tire, important. when you buy cars, uh, sorry, t- uh, tires, talk to the experts that are selling them. Darren, thank you so much for coming along. Oh, thanks for having Sailintire.ca, is that the site? That's correct. And davescornergarage.com to enter the contest for the Argo tickets, which are going to give you out next week. Yep. And then we're going to give us tires after that. Good stuff. Thanks, Darren. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All righty. Interesting okay. stuff, huh? Have a great weekend. Yes, that was perfect. All righty. Let's just quickly talk to uh, John before we take a break. John, good morning. Good morning. Hey, so you got a brake noise. Yes, well, not really. It's more of a gearing noise. When I'm on the highway and uh, maybe cruising along and I accelerate quickly, I get a grinding noise like as if the gears aren't meshing. Oh. It's a 2007 CSX uh, Acura. I'm probably going to guess and say you've got a, a busted heat shield underneath that car. 
Uh, is it vibrating? Because like like you only see it in a particular RPM range, correct? Uh, it's basically when, when I'm, if I accelerate, if I'm maybe doing 110 on the highway and mm-hmm. I suddenly got to accelerate for some reason uh, quickly, then I no, get it's this sort of, as if the gears aren't meshing. Okay. Dave has an answer? Um, no red lights on the dash or, or yellow lights? How about a red light in your mirror? Maybe it's the police chasing him. No, no, no. He's going too fast. It's a cop chasing him. Do you feel like it could be a pinging, like like it's it's, um, knocking? No, it's more like the gears aren't, you know, if you were using a standard... uh, So it's like a scraping noise. And you uh, misalign when you were crashing the gears together. You know what? Um, maybe get the thing on a lift and get get somebody with a rubber hammer and tap the exhaust system. The next time you hear that noise on your car, you're going to have a tachometer on the dashboard, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Just look and see what the RPM rating is at that point. Okay. And then take it into your mechanic and say, hey, this is what I've got. And if you can recreate it, that's half the battle, eh? If you can right. show him what it's doing, he can fix it for you. Now, isn't TSX kind of a hot car? The CSX. Oh, the CSS. CSS. It's oh, pretty much. I don't want to say this. People get ticked off. It's, it's a Civic. It's the wimpy one. <laughs> it's, yeah, I know. it's a very expensive <laughs> Civic. Yes, I know that. Well, then it probably is a heat shield or probably a catalytic converter that's failing. Oh, I was right, yes. was I? Yes, you probably were. Thank correct. you very much. I hate to admit it's like saying my wife is right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, have yourself a great long weekend. Okay, oh, do you, you want much. a set of floor mats? Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, John. John's gone. Gone. Well, if he wants to drive in from Grimsby, okay. we'll put him on the list. <laughs> All right. If you're calling in, make sure you ask for a set of floor mats because I'm going to give them to you. This is Dave's Corner Garage, back with more of your questions right after this break. <laughs> okay, welcome back. There was a commercial there for Lease Busters. I actually use them. You do? I, yeah, I sold my car. Yes. Uh, I actually sold two of my cars. I sold my Jeep, I sold my Cadillac, and now I'm out looking for a car. So I was on Lease Busters. There's lots of good stuff there, boy. It's really. Really? And, yeah. and you know, the people offering them have to give you a better rate. So um, you can find well, some pretty the good deals is, there. Yeah, well, you're not going through all the. the, the Stuff at the dealer show. I was going to say bull, <laughs> all the bull at the dealership. <laughs> at the F&I. Yeah, the F&I. All right, and where they want to get to sell you insurance and all that other stuff. But the reality is uh, there's some great deals there. I saw, I saw a nice Porsche McCann and things uh-huh. like that. Kind of nice cars, boy. And then, Anyways. And for the most part, you know, someone else has put down a deposit, which you, you don't right. have to. And, and they're going to offer some other kickback. So, so you you're monthly. Deal. Yeah, exactly. But the only thing, too, like, uh, like we've said before, is that it's like buying a car. And you want to make sure you get it checked out prior to you just taking over that lease. Because even though a car could be relatively new, um, for example, if it was been in an accident or something, yep. you're on the hook for that. So the manufacturer uh, can't help you. Uh, not on the hook for that. At the end of the term, you may be on the hook for a lot of money. you got to mm. make sure that the buyout at the end of the term is actually close to the value of the car. So like your mother said, make sure you do your homework. Right, because you want to reduce the payments on the lease, you increase the buyback. Okay, so are you ready to spell stoichiometric now? No, S-T-L-T. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Henry on the phone. Oh, saved a- by the bell. It's yes. <laughs> saved by the bell. Henry, what can we do for you? Yeah, I'm calling. I have a 91 Corvette. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's only, it's only got 38,000 kilometers on it. It's, it's a baby. A, Nicer a, car. A summer car, you know. Yeah. But uh, I had all the uh, some work done on it recently. I replaced the uh, spark plugs, spark plug wires, coil packs, and all the injectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why did you do all I, that? Well, I, the, the car the car hadn't hadn't done any hadn't had any of that done. 
for about 12 years now, so I thought okay. I'd just replace all those parts. The reason I did it was because uh, the car, it was giving me a bit of problem. Uh, it would just the engine would kind of stall out on me okay. when I was stopping, when I was coming to a stop, or you know when it was going into low RPMs. And uh, still happening. Well, and after I did all that, it's still happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I don't know what what else. Uh, Okay. There is that, I, that you know that could be causing that. the guy who's who's servicing your car. It's, right, it's, it's a pretty pretty um, competent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he 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 works on Corvettes, so it's all right. He, so he has to do what's called the equipment, which is a Solus. It comes from Snap-on. It has a, a phase which is called snapshot. Right. And what snapshot does, as as the machine is collecting information from the computer. When it stalls, it will take a picture of all the information at that second. All right. So right. whatever happened to make it stall, that snapshot will be will will freeze in time, all the computer information at the time, and that will help him find the problem. So he may find the fuel pump has got no pressure, or he may find that uh, uh, they the, lost his crankshaft signal. Yeah, right. Right, or TPS from mm -hmm. the throttle signal is off. So somewhere in that, those controls, there's 12 different controls that operate the engine. One right. of the parameters has gone out of whack, and the snapshot mode will locate that. That's probably the only way to find it. The other problem is, is that you're going to have to give him the car, swap cars with him, and let him drive it till he experiences the problem at that second. Right, right. All right? We're not dealing with, with um, you know, mechanical things as much as we're dealing with electronic things. Yeah, because, well, the other thing, this is the uh, car that has, the, it has, it's got the uh, LT5 engine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, the ZR1 from that year. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't know if that matters at all. If, no, if, no. If it's the, still the same the thing. The controls are the controls. So right. we need things like where's your foot? So we have what's called a TPS, throttle position sensor. We need a crank position sensor to tell us where number one cylinder is and when it's firing. We need uh, an oxygen sensor to tell us how much fuel we're burning. There's a whole exactly. bunch of parameters. Yeah. And on those early vehicles that had computers, sometimes the computer itself would go bad. Yes, very often, especially older cars that get moisture in the side of it. Right, right, right. right. So you're going to have to spend some time. I always call it spending quality time with your car. Especially, too, yeah. if it's not your daily driver, you know, you can, you can do without it for a week. So take it into your, your shop, yeah. you know, especially take it back to the guy that you've spent all the money with. I'm sure he's going to have a little bit of compassion, you would hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so he can get this uh, thing, that I get, uh, the device that Snap-on makes, yeah. I yes. guess. Everybody has it. I mean, that's the, that's the common one. You just write down Snapshot. Yes. He'll know what that means. They'll know exactly what it means. Do you want to set up mats or you want to go to the Argos? What do you like? Uh, yeah, Matt, I guess. All right, we're going right, to cool. you down. Hang on the line. We're going to take a break now. We'll get your phone number and uh, get you out a set of mats. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're having lots of fun, but only a few more minutes left, eh? He only gets half a set of mats. His Corvette's in front of <laughs> What's got no backseat? We'll <laughs> 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 be right back. <laughs> okay, welcome back. This is our last segment. Uh, we're going to be closing after this uh, segment. Suzanne is on the phone. She's down by the river. And she's feeding us tea and... Okay, good morning, <laughs> madam. How are you? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Very well, thanks. You You have a question about slow tires? I have a, have a question about um, tires. Can you tell me why it's so important to have the same tread tire 
tire tread um, on the front and the back. In other words, all around yep. uh, when nope. you're using uh, tires, period, they have to have the same tread, right? Well, essentially, you know, your vehicle was built to, to run on the same tires, you know, all four. Um, certainly from a legal perspective, from a safety's perspective, you can run different tires front and back. Okay. Um, okay. Um, if, like, you know, for example, if we're writing a safety standard certificate, as long as the tr- enough tread is there and that you have the similar pair on the front and uh, you could have different ones, but again, it's similar on the back, that will pass a safety standard certificate. But we're only talking about how, you know, how the car is going to react. For example, you know... Um, if handling. Dr- handling, exactly. Right. Um, because uh, someone sold my mother snow tires and the, the ones on the front um, have a different tread than the ones on the back. Mm. Oh, and did he not tell her right away that he was selling her up two different pairs? No. Mm. Okay. The re- no. We have to be, be technical. It's called a contact patch, which is the amount of tire that actually touches the road. Right. And it's usually four inches by four inches or 16 square inches per corner. Right. So you want the same type of grip on each corner. Okay. So, so in other words, if the front tires don't hold as well as the back tires, in other words, the car will plow into a turn. If the right. front tires hold better than the back tires, the back end will come out. So mm, they both seem to have like b- both sets seem to have good tread on them. Yeah, both aggressive. I was aggressive. Just upset when she came home. I should have gone with her. Yeah, and um, that they sold her, you know, two different tires with different treads. What kind of car two is on this? The back, two on the back, front, two on the front, two on the back. Yeah. Right. What kind I of just car is it? They shouldn't have sold them to her. Well, well I, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, yeah. um, they, they should have said, "Listen, we can we only have two in this brand and two in this other." Whether you know, um, and, and, and giving you some kind of better deal, or certainly giving you the option whether you wanted to buy them or not. But yeah, I'm going to ask yeah. you a question. Is it front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive? It's an old uh, Mercedes, uh, like a 98 uh, C230. So it's a rear-wheel drive car. I would so suggest what that... What does that mean, then, about the tires, then? You know what? I would be more comfortable if all four tires were the same. I know, me too, but I can't seem to change your mind. But I just, I just thought I was right when she came home yeah. and had, you know, uh, different tires with different treads. You were right, and 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 by all means, you know, it wouldn't hurt to call back, call back to the tire guy and say, "Why'd you do this?" You know. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I think I might, and not tell her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> she'll be mad at me. She w- was already mad at me when I looked at them. She says, "Oh, great tires, great deal, and all that," you know, and a reputable place. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Yeah. Here in Hamilton well, that they did that. That's not a tire problem. That's a mother problem. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. It's not a tire problem. It's a mother problem. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're Tell usurping her authority. <laughs> I know. I know. But it it has to do with handling and safety, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. It, it, it'll handle differently. A t- each tire will react differently. The law is the same tires have to be on the same axle. Okay. So the back one two have to match, and the front two have to match it. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for okay. calling. Take care. Alrighty. Bye bye. Sometimes a bargain isn't really a bargain when you uh, get down to the shorts, right? Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, I mean, as long as it's an informed decision, if they would have told her, like, you know, this is what we're going to do. Are you okay with it? Are you comfortable with it? Rather than to just try to slide it under the rug, you know? Mm. Uh, There's a new app coming out. It's called Free to Move. What's that? Free to Move is right now available in Europe. It gives you every form of transportation that's available from wherever you're standing in the corner, young and young and blur, mm-hmm. and you look go to this app. You can rent a bicycle, you can get a zip car, you can get a car to go, you can get an Uber. Everything is on this one app. Really? Yeah. It's called 
free to move. Look for it's going to come here probably in a, in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for guys like me who hate driving downtown, right? I take Uber actually because I just can't stand the traffic. It just makes me sick. I can't see you on a bicycle. No, but the bikes scare me. You know, like you <laughs> yeah. t- you turn and then all of a sudden the guys in your corner. And, mm-hmm. They got to be laws. Bikes have got to be licensed. You know, they need some responsibility. Those guys. So that's something that's new that's coming out. Yep. Uh, GM is announcing that most of their vehicles will become electric in the next twenty years, which caused their um, uh, stock to go up, which I think is nice. I always like when GM. You know, they've done a survey and they've asked people if they'd be comfortable in an autonomous car where someone yeah. else was driving. Yeah. And uh, you know, about forty percent of the people said they had no problem with that whatsoever. Well, they're finding out that people driving in autonomous cars start to throw up. Why is that? Because it's like being in a mouse ride at the exhibition. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't uh, don't realize the car's turning and they have no idea of, of where it's going and they tend to throw up. Oh, so because they're not vertigo. paying attention, I guess. That's right. They get vertigo. Hmm. They get vertigo, right? Uh, new new survey in the States says that people are being... Um, uh, not cautious enough by using their technology in the vehicles, like the cell phones, the touch phones, the commands, and all that stuff. Duh, we sort of knew that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was reading a review today in the, in the in the wheel section, and they were talking about this new GM car, and the screens are getting so big. How yeah. could they not be dist- a distraction? I don't eh? know. And the latest one here is Volkswagen, who's really high on my list for <laughs> making fun of yeah. uh, has invented a new windshield which is coated with silver uh-huh it used to be gold what does that do uh defrost the glass almost immediately you oh. hook a battery into one and then a clip on the other and the thing warms right up immediately so look for that in your future volkswagen if you haven't recalled it or it doesn't stink up the air and are they telling the truth i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's funny how they walk away from that and now we're just we're electric they just sort of twisted it around. We're no longer the bad guys. We're now just building electric cars for 2025. There you go. Okay. Dave's Corner Garage. Where uh, we're always turning lemons into lemonade. Is available on the internet. Uh, you can listen to podcasts. Alan, thank you. Very much. It's a pleasure being here as yep. usual. And have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Drive safe. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 